Hello and welcome to the Movie Repairman Podcast. I'm your host, QJ Martin. And 30 years from now, maybe this show might actually be popular. All right, my target for today's podcast is a little film called The Tomorrow War. This action-packed sci-fi epic stars Chris Pratt, and it has basically everything that I love in a movie. Time travel, paradoxes, action, horror, creepy aliens, and amazing visual effects. It has more stuff I like in it than Edge of Tomorrow, and Edge of Tomorrow is my favorite movie in this genre. Now, I think that The Tomorrow War had the potential to be epic and memorable, but unfortunately, it turned out to be less than the sum of its parts. A middling response from both Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb tells us that critics and fans in general tend to agree on this. But it's nothing that can't be fixed. Although I will say, when I'm done with this movie, it won't be a movie for long. Dun, dun, dun. So here are my five steps to fix the Tomorrow War. Step one, don't start with a flash forward. Sure, we live in a world where grabbing the viewer's attention in the first few minutes is essential for the success of a film or series. But sometimes, unfortunately, this is taken to an extreme. Now, there are two key reasons why The Tomorrow War should not start with Chris Pratt's character Dan Forrester falling through the air above a skyscraper. First and foremost, this scene would have been so epic in the actual story if it hadn't been ruined in the opening seconds. Like, it would have just been awesome. He jumps forward in time and ends up falling through the sky. He nearly dies. What else could go wrong for Dan in this movie? But because we already saw this scene play out all the way to the point where Dan pulled himself out of the water, all of this suspense and surprise was basically ruined. When the movie actually got to the point of jumping them forward in time, I already knew exactly what was going to happen. And the new backstory I just saw didn't do anything at all to make this any special. In short, the impact was significantly decreased without context, and the context did not create any new impact. And the second reason why this scene shouldn't be included is because the movie already had a great launching off point with the soccer game. It's not at all that far into the film so it comes soon enough to grab everyone's attention. But it still gives the opening a couple minutes to breathe and establish our characters and the setting first. Step 2. Include characters in the present working on preemptive solutions for the war. Okay, so it was deadly obvious watching this movie that the future is a lost cause. It is just plain dumb to send more people forward in time to die. And what's worse about this is that it makes humanity's inevitable extinction even more likely. I mean, think about this. What if one of the thousands of people that were sent to the future to die was smart enough to be able to design an effective weapon against these creatures with just a little bit of time and, you know, some intel from the future? 
No, I know. I know. This is the entire premise of the movie. There are some things you just have to take for granted for this film to even exist. And one of those is that sending people to the future to fight for the few thousand remaining survivors left on planet Earth is a logical plan. But the movie itself establishes the fact that Dan's daughter Miri, at the very least, was planning on sending a solution to the past the entire time. When Dan goes back to the past, the people from the future jump on synthesizing his white spike killing toxin. Now this could have been easily fixed with just a couple of sentences of background dialogue on the news. Saving the future is a two-part plan. As scientists work around the clock to find preemptive solutions for our war with the white spikes, soldiers are being sent to the future to save our descendants from certain extinction. And there we go. It's fixed. Solved with one throwaway line. Chekhov's gun is on the wall, and when it's shot in this film, the audience will realize that it was inevitable the entire time. Now, my preference, however, would be to have an entire B-plot with characters from the future working to solve the issue in the present, the same way that the characters from the present are working to solve the issue in the future. They would be able to find out things in the past that could be essential for the climax of the film, while at the same time giving us information about the future and what it was like living through a literal apocalypse. These insights could also be used to build anticipation for the things Dan would have to face in the A-plot. Step 3. Don't have Dan Forrester jump off the bridge into absolute, guaranteed, unquestionable death trying to save his daughter. Oh, there's no easy way to say this. When Dan jumps after his daughter, it's supposed to be meaningful and epic and emotional. Honestly, it's just plain stupid. He risked the fate of the entire world pulling a move that he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt would never and could never work. Oh, I'm sorry, this is just a little bit frustrating. And let's not even get into the fact that this is the second time Chris Pratt has put billions of lives at risk because of acting on emotion. I know, no character is perfect, but this is a terrible way to end what is essentially Dan Forrester's character arc. The idea of this scene could have been pulled off without ruining the entire film. The white spikes are surrounding them. Dan only has a few seconds left. His daughter tells him to jump off of the walkway and into the water. He hugs his daughter and then says, Not yet. He points his gun at the aliens and he starts to shoot. At any point he could jump out of the way, sidestep the aliens and jump into the water. He's not risking the entire world by being there for his daughter. In fact, now that I think about it, Imagine Dan grabbing Miri, jumping off of the walkway with her into the water, with hundreds of white spikes following behind them in slow motion. Just as cool without any of the world-ending stupidity. Step 4. End the movie when Dan Forrester returns to the past. This point in the movie is the obvious end to Dan's character arc. His daughter was torn up by the fact that he abandoned her and that she never got to say goodbye. But this time, she did. 
He's proven himself to be a loving father, redeemed himself from any personality traits that could have led to him abandoning his family, stuck with Muri until the very end, and brought home the solution to saving the world. What about the aliens, I hear you ask? Won't they still destroy the world? And I have three words for you. A. Quiet Place. Remember when they figured out how to kill the monsters and the movie ended in that moment because they knew they finally had a chance to win. Okay, now don't spoil A Quiet Place 2 for me. Because I still haven't seen it yet. But this exact same tone and feel could be applied to the end of the Tomorrow War. And that would lead perfectly into my last fix, which is... Step 5. Make this a series. Or, you know, if that's not possible, at least make it a trilogy. Now this is my biggest issue with the entire movie. I feel like it shouldn't have been a movie at all. It should have been a TV show. The film had to rush through so many different ideas and concepts, and dare I say even genres, that I could easily see the events of the Tomorrow War being developed over the course of a three-season, ten-episode TV show. And that's honestly with very little effort in changing the story. I'm not going to get into it right now, though, because my next episode will be What the Tomorrow War Could Have Been. And we all know what that means. Segway into shameless promotion. Don't forget to subscribe to the Move Your Repairman podcast on whatever app you're using for your podcast right now. Doing so could just help save the world. Also, Chris Pratt, buddy, listen. Before you throw a punch or jump off of a bridge, it might be best for you to ask yourself, could this move destroy all of humanity and or half the universe? I'm just saying to think about it. I'm QJ Martin, and you will be hearing from me soon.